Welcome to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast with your host, Alicia McCormack. Alicia will keep you on budget and on track so you can plan your big date without the big price tag. Welcome wedding planning people, brides, grooms, mothers of the brides, and etc. I can't go through everyone. I mean, it would just take too long, but welcome to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. I am Alicia and I am delighted to have you here today. It's a treat to be in your company wherever you may be listening from. You could be on a bus, in the car. I choose to run and listen to podcasts. I love running and listening to podcasts because you don't feel how hard it is when you're running and you're listening to something really interesting. That's my theory anyway. Try it and get back to me. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Luckily, not every bride and groom dreams of the same wedding because if they did, it'd be boring. And this podcast would probably only go for two episodes if we're going to be honest. But up until about five years ago, if you wanted to create an alternative wedding, something where you weren't wearing what's in the wedding magazines, you perhaps had tattoos or you had colored hair, if you were marrying a boy and you're a boy or a girl and you're a girl, your options for looking online were pretty limited. And in the world of magazines, forget about it. It's not going to happen. Until, I say until, Cat Williams created Rock and Roll Bride. Now, I would love to say that I am a rock and roll bride. I really would. I mean, all right, here's how rock and roll I get. I got my belly button pierced when I was 17 and (laughs) I was so scared about this thing, you know, being put in my body that I went to a doctor to get it done because I heard in Hobart there was a doctor that would do it for you and he would give you anesthetic. And it was clean and it wasn't in some sort of dodgy tattoo parlor that I was sus on. So I went along and got my belly button pierced. And then, of course, the thing was infected for months. And when I finally showed my dad, he's like, what is that? Is that for real? He was spewing. And I'm like, I'm 17. I can do what I want. And of course, this was in the era of Britney Spears. There's no way I was ever going to get my guts out like she did. My midriff was always safely tucked away. You know, I wear my little singlet and, you know, the ne- the thing never saw the light of day. So that's about as rock and roll as I get in the sense of being pierced or tattooed. My hair's brown. I'm going to be a brown head forever. There's no doubt about it. Brunette all the way. But when Rich and I were planning our wedding... I thought a lot of the wedding magazines were a bit same-samey. I just thought they got into a bit of a rhythm of just producing the same-looking stuff with the same-looking gowns and the same-looking ladies in them. Now, okay, they've improved a lot over the past few years. There's some great wedding magazines out on the market. But I really did turn to websites like Cat. So it was fantastic when she agreed to be on the show today because I'm a little bit of a fan sassy chick and whatever sort of wedding that you're planning, whatever color your hair is, Kat's got you covered. So I thought we should get to know the lady behind the blog, what floats her boat and what's coming up next for Rock and Roll Bride with Kat Williams. I'm delighted to have you on the show because I actually used your website to plan our wedding. Oh, well, that's so lovely to hear. (laughs) When did you get married? I got married. Now, this is this is like asking a guy because I often forget this and it's weird that I'm hosting a wedding podcast. It's in 2012. I have to... Okay. My husband and I got to our wedding anniversary this year and we went, oh, it's tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
<laughs> it's a little mannish of me, not to no yeah. disrespect to some blokes, but uh, <laughs> you know, we had a great time. We really oh, enjoyed well, it. That's, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, cat. A lot of people will know your website and know your brand, but if they don't, how would you describe Rock and Roll Bride? So Rock and Roll Bride is a blog basically about alternative weddings. So any kind of wedding that doesn't fit the cookie cutter mold. I started it in 2007, which makes me a dinosaur in wedding <laughs> blogging no. terms. Um, but I started it because I was engaged and I kind of was looking around on the internet and um, buying magazines and even though I got quickly very obsessed with weddings, I didn't really find anything that I felt really spoke to me and really, you know, tapped into anything that wasn't a big castle wedding with a big whatever, you know, mm. people mm. had <laughs> really <laughs> traditional stuff. So, you know, I'd like to think that I started it with an agenda to, you know, dominate the alternative market, but I really wasn't that forward thinking. I just kind of started it as a place to share my wedding planning which was going to be slightly more alternative this was pre-pinterest and pre you know the massive exposure of of wedding blogs as they are now that, that wasn't yeah. around then was it no there was no pinterest there was no twitter or if there was i hadn't heard of it mm. facebook was just you know people's personal pages there was no business pages um there was no instagram you know i sound like a grandma <laughs> no Jay. There was no Twitter. What are kids going to say? Like when we get to, when we have children and we're speaking to our children, what the hell, I mean, what are they going to be using to plan their weddings? I want to know what future wedding planning is. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, I'm not that technical. Like if I try and touch an iPhone, like I'll break it. <laughs> really crap. Um, but, you know, I look at my friend's kids that show me how to use iPads and stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, I am so old. How did this happen? I was speaking to a 16 year old. I was at work the other day, my boss's son, and we were saying, hey, what's your Twitter handle? What do you use? And he's like, oh, we don't use Twitter. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and we're like, what do you use? And he's like, we Snapchat it. And that is it. Like he was, yeah. like, the attitude was like, you guys are archaic and <laughs> embarrassing. Well, I kind of honestly feel like Twitter is on the way out. Um, mm. I'm kind of over it, if I'm going to be honest. Please. I think sometimes, you know, when it first started, I felt like Twitter was really cool. It was like, you know, you'd just chat to people and it was very, there wasn't really an agenda. It was just, you know, enjoying it. And now I feel like I wake up in the morning and I look at my Twitter and it feels like I'm standing in the middle of a room with 20,000 people shouting at me about their latest special offer. You do see people going at it so intensely you yeah. want to be authentic and have an, a, a great sort of voice but it's it's tricky I totally agree with you yeah I just kind of feel like it's been abused yes <laughs> and it's kind of lost that thing that everyone liked about it and honestly these days you know I have Twitter open on my computer all the time but I very rarely tweet people don't really engage with each other just they just spew out their stuff yeah it's like um, follow my product you follow my yeah product. I feel like you know Instagram is much more of a community and Facebook as well. My Facebook page is very active and it's just people, you know, talking to each other and, you know, it's not as spammy as Twitter in my opinion. I totally agree. I'm, I'm quite new to Instagram. I joined years ago and then never contributed and now have become a little obsessed and I have to put the phone down before bed because, <laughs> whoa. I feel you. Instagram's like my total obsession. I know. It's the ease. And I, I was talking to a friend the other day and I said, why do you love Instagram? And she said, oh, the photos just make me happy. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. I think it makes me, a lot of people better photographers too. Like, you know, I'm always thinking it's really sad. Like, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to take a photo of this 
I don't know, headband. Oh, how could I lay it out to make it look all like, <laughs> like, it's really sad, but kind of cool. If you were to describe a rock and roll bride reader, who is she or he and what's their deal? I always think about this and I think I have a pretty clear picture of who my ideal reader is and there's always people on the fringes of who I think they are. Like sometimes I meet people in the street and they're like, oh, I love your website. And I'm like, really? You're so normal looking. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there are like, you know, different people. But I think my quintessential reader is, you know, she's sort of mid to late 20s planning a wedding in the next year. Um, she's either got colored hair or she's kind of into slightly more alternative hairstyles looks she's into tattoos or maybe she doesn't even have any she's kind of into that culture and she loves you know etsy and vintage shopping and doing things on a budget and yeah and that's my girl and normally like into cats as well i love and i love that you've just added that and into cats yeah just quietly i love a cat like honestly my photos on instagram of my cats get the most likes isn't that funny? Because I've started to follow dog accounts on Instagram and we live in a small apartment in, in London and we don't have any cats or dogs. And I tweeted the other day saying it's remarkable how many photos of other people's dogs that I post <sighs> on my social media because I'm obsessed. Yeah. And I do believe you started your blog as a secret blog. Is that right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, it was a secret just because... I didn't ever feel the need to tell people about it. Like when I started it, it was just a place for me to kind of collate my wedding planning. Mm. It wasn't supposed to be like a public blog. It was just, you know, I'm obsessed with weddings and here's my bridesmaid's dresses and this is the wedding dress I'm having. And, you know, I kind of thought people might read it, but it wasn't ever supposed to be anything more than an embarrassing hobby. And it was kind of going to, you know, stop after I got married. And then when I did get married, I was like, oh man, I really, you know, enjoyed this. And I built up a very, very tiny community of probably about five readers. Um, but, you know, it was nice and I really enjoyed that kind of aspect of it. So I kind of carried it on. And then I eventually had to, you know, come out of the closet and tell people about it. I love reading in your blog, you talk about having to talk to your husband like it was a confession to say, oh, by the way, I've been secretly writing a blog. And a lot of people would read that and go, oh, my God, what was she blogging about? Was it something, <laughs> some sort of deep, dark secret? No, weddings. Yeah, that <laughs> was quite a funny moment because I had to speak to him about it because I'd accidentally deleted it. <laughs> Because as I said, I'm really not technical. So um, I was using like a free Blogspot blog at the time. It was right. like rockandrollbride.blogspot.co.uk. And somehow I deleted it because I'm an idiot. I think I was trying to put analytics on it or something. And um, so, yeah, I had to go to him and be like, oh, hey, I've got this blog. And um, yeah, I've deleted it. And it's about weddings. And he was like, what the? <laughs> Who are you? How do you know what a blog is and why are you still talking about weddings? We've been married a year. My friends are all saying exactly the same thing to go, aren't you over that yet? You've done mm-hmm. the book. You've talked yeah. about it enough. Go and stop it. And I just really like it. Is that like, why weddings then for you? I think like weddings are just such a happy time. I mean, obviously there's a lot of stress that goes in behind it, but generally people are very happy and you know, on the wedding day, all your favourite people come together and you eat all your favourite food and you look the best you've ever looked. And it's just like the most amazing day and the most amazing thing to be, you know, to do. And why wouldn't you want to carry on doing that forever? I mean, granted, I don't plan weddings, so I don't have to deal with bridezillas and stresses <laughs> and caterers and all that stuff. But, you know, I just get to see the pretty pictures afterwards yeah. and the videos and think, oh, love, isn't that nice? <laughs> And I, I do go to your, I mean, I, I click on all your links, even though we don't love Twitter. I do click on all your Twitter links and I. You're I, like the one person that I, does. 
it's just me. Yeah. And uh, look, you get the hits from me. I, yeah. you know, I love what you share. And I mean, that's, I think, the success of the blog from an outsider's point of view. I mean, I, I just think that you could plan a wedding 50 times over after visiting your site. There's so many yeah. gorgeous, colourful and you use the word alternative, but I also think it's I – hate, I hate using the word authentic too because that sounds a bit wanky, but it, it is. P- people following – they're not following the wedding magazine, you know, cliched looks. Yeah. Well, I think, like, when I kind of turned it into, you know, being less about my wedding and being more about other people's wedding, my initial kind of – I didn't have a plan. I don't know what I'm talking about. But my initial, like, thought was that I'd want to share really alternative stuff, like really crazy – out there things and while I do get to feature some of that stuff the majority of the weddings on my site aren't that different there's just like some styling elements that are kind of a bit more unique or you know the couple are just yeah being themselves and that's what's really awesome about it so you know I love the really wacky stuff but I also just love the really cute low budget DIY weddings where the couple have clearly poured their heart and soul into it Mm. What is the what is the wackiest wedding you've featured? Um, well, the one that always sticks in my mind is that there was a wedding where the couple got married in a cemetery, right? In in America, and um, instead of walking down the aisle, the bride was wheeled down the aisle in a coffin. Great. Um, and when I always remember that one because it's so weird. Um, but it was photographed really beautifully, and the kind of reason behind it was actually really nice. It wasn't just like oh, let's do something crazy. It was like about rebirth or. Something like that. But um, that's the one that always kind of sticks in my mind. But, you know, I've had, like, pirate-themed weddings and, <laughs> you know, really crazy goth weddings and Halloween weddings and circus weddings and everything you could possibly think of, really. Let's yeah. talk about your past here. <laughs> Let's talk about your past. That sounds very <laughs> ominous, doesn't it? What am I going to reveal? It's like Maury Povich. Cat <laughs> Williams, here's your mm-hmm. past. You are – I talked to Charlie Beard recently at it London Bride and – the three of us share a bit of a history because we are all TV people. Yeah, although, you know, my TV thing is, you know, not as cool as most people's TV things. I worked in shopping telly, so... Oh, come on. <laughs> it's probably... The shopping telly makes the most money out of any telly. Well, not anymore. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it used to, maybe in 2003. <laughs> then the internet came and killed that. Shopping telly um, fascinates me because it's... Well, it's 24 hours a day most of the time. People have got to crap on about, you know, small inanimate objects like they're selling, you know, God. It's a pretty pretty crazy industry. I have to say, hand on my heart, the presenters on the shopping channel I used to work on, probably the hardest working people I've ever met. Like, imagine having to stand there for three and a half hours and talk about some old rubbish and try and make it sound... (laughs) worth 50 quid or how much you're trying to flog it for like it's really hard work did you ever see the french and saunders yes of home course. shopping <laughs> it's, it's my it's just like that yeah it's my favorite clip of all time and, um, i think i'm gonna look now at this classic day wear chunky figure of eight isn't it with the diamond oh, it's so and that's got beautiful the lovely, that's semi-solid it's beautiful isn't it gorgeous i like to wear it naked oh yes and i think this not about you, but I think this would be classic for day or evening wear. Yes. I don't think it would really matter. For a romantic dinner, perhaps, with Mr. Wright? Yeah, or my husband. <laughs> or even your husband. Yes, that's exactly. exactly lovely there. Or a funeral. 
Yes, absolutely. Yes, you could easily wear it to a funeral because it's kind of classically sombre, isn't it? It's saying, look at me, I'm very glittery. Yes. And these pieces together going for 99 pence. That's lovely. And they're going like hotcakes, so get your skates on there. It's so like that. Like, literally, we used to have a saying... Because we used to get some real rubbish. Like, I can say this now because the, the shopping channel I used to work for is now closed down. Great. Um, so it doesn't matter. Um, but we used to get some stuff that was so bad. And, you know, we used to try and make it look as good as we, as we possibly could with these crazy angles and putting it in a light box and putting it on a Lazy Susan. And, you know, the thing in that um, French and Saunders clip where she's, like, trying to sell, like, the tiniest, thinnest eek, piece eek. of necklace that doesn't even exist. Like, that's literally what it was like. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, it's 1.111 on carrots of diamonds. <laughs> I love that you just said we tried to glamorize it by putting it on a lazy Susan. I mean, that's just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like, you know, the height of our budget. Like, oh, wow, that's going to be so amazing. Wow. If you're getting married and you want to have an alternative wedding, but you don't know how far to push it, what's your advice to brides and grooms who, who don't want to look like the wedding magazine, typical bride and groom, but who do want to be a bit edgy? Um, I would say, like, you just need to, I mean, it's such a cliche now, but you just have to be yourself. Like, just sit down and think, what things do we love? What things do we both love? How can we bring these into our wedding? Like, if you pick things that you really like and that kind of naturally feel like you, then it won't be too much, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, if you want to do something really crazy, then go for it. But it's not what it's about. It's not a show. It's not like who can be the coolest, most alternative wedding. It's like about being yourself. Being a wedding blogger and looking at other people's weddings all day, tell me about your wedding and would you change anything knowing what you know now? Yeah, totally. I mean, we got married in 2008, so it was before, you know, there was really a revolution in DIY weddings and low-budget weddings and all that kind of stuff. So we probably would do things a lot differently because we're very different people to six years ago. Can you tell me in what way you're different? I just, I feel like I've kind of morphed into this caricature of rock and roll bride in a way. Like, I've always been quite extroverted, but I've become more so with this character I've created. (laughs) Um, You know, I didn't have the sleeve tattoo. I'd had pink hair in the past, but I didn't have pink hair when I got married. I mean, I now have blue hair, so that's a moot point. (laughs) I feel like I wasn't as confident in my own skin. I mean, I got married at 24. It's pretty young to get married, so who knows who, what, who the hell they are at 24. Yeah, I think if we got married now, it would be quite different and probably more colourful and wacky. But, you know, I wouldn't change anything. I think, you know, we still got married and it was perfect and a wonderful day. So Rock and Roll Bride becomes a hit. What year did it become when you when you could say, this is a hit website? Um, God, I still don't think I've really got there. But No, you <laughs> um, have. It's amazing. I don't know, really. I mean, I always feel like things are growing and progressing and there's always more to be done. So it's a very difficult thing to think, oh, yeah, I'm I'm a success. Look at me. (laughs) You've got to own it. Yeah, you've got to own it. You <laughs> are a success. British about it. I know, and that's so funny. It's me being Australian and the Americans would all be going, yeah, she's a huge success. And I yeah. love the Brits go, oh, you know, I'm only getting five million followers. It's, <laughs> it's fine. I'm not, you know, Oprah yet. So I'm powering yeah. on. Good on you. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> so polite. You've created this amazing blog. And now you've created a business called the Blog Academy. Yes. I'm in love with the Blog Academy because it's exactly what I think people need to be doing if they're interested in blogging. The Blog Academy is me um, and two other bloggers, Gala Darling, who's originally from New Zealand, but she lives in New York, 
um, and Shauna Hyder, who um, runs a blog called Nubby Twiglet, and she also has a graphic design company called We Are Branch, and she's my graphic designer as well. We all kind of known each other online for years. February 2012, we all happened to be in Vegas at the same time. I was there for a photography conference, and they were there on vacation. Yeah, we met up and, you know, cut a long story short, got on like a house on fire and spent the whole week together. And because we're all bloggers, you know, obviously we're going to talk about blogging. That's kind of the, all the, all we talk about is work and blogging. And one of the conversations was that, you know, we wish when we'd started that there'd been a place to go and learn about blogging that wasn't, you know, a boring conference full of dudes talking about SEO because who yes. cares about that stuff? You know, the stuff you really need to know is how to write great content and how to utilize social media and how to brand yourself and all that kind of slightly more fun stuff, but stuff that people don't really talk about. I was actually already doing a workshop myself just around the UK. It was just a really low-key afternoon event. And they were like, oh, we could totally do a workshop as well. And would you stop doing that one and come and do one with us? And I was like, yeah, that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, we launched. We basically had no idea if people would be interested or if it would sell. So rented a really small venue. We decided to do New York first. We put together a website really quickly. Obviously, Shauna designed it. My husband's a developer, so he coded it in an afternoon. And... Um, we launched it and then the first one sold out in a week so we were like oh okay i guess people want to do this so we did it and then we did another one and then we did another one and it just kind of snowballed really what i love about you know getting into the wedding blogging world to meeting all these people is how many amazingly um strong and sassy female business people i've been meeting it's a really it's it's a really great industry to see that it's not all guys well it's hardly any guys to be honest and they're really forward thinking just awesome chicks are you meeting those sort of women through the blog blog academy yeah i mean when we first started it we didn't think it was going to be just women we kind of marketed it as very gender neutral that's why we picked our branding as turquoise we didn't want it to be too feminine Mm. um, because we didn't really know who would be interested and then what we found is that pretty much 99.9 percent of the people that came were women (laughs) we've probably had about five guys and we've taught over 700 people now. Wow. Um, yeah. And yeah, you know, it's amazing, you know, it's, and also traveling the world and meeting different people from different cultures. I mean, you don't realize how different we are, but also how the same we are. Like when I meet people in LA, they are completely different to people in New Zealand. Like mm. it's crazy. So who are the people that come? What are they writing about? What do they, what do they want to do with themselves? We've had honestly so many different types of people. We've had doctors and surgeons and life coaches and astrologists and you know wedding industry people and graphic designers like it's amazing the variety of people it's such a new industry and i think it's amazing that you guys have grabbed hold of that and also just create a really fun looking couple of days for people to go along and and hang out with you guys i mean i all the photos you're wearing little great ears (laughs) ear headbands i mean i'd go just because of that Oh, you should. You should definitely come along to get the ears. <laughs> I'll come along for the skills as well. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Kat, when are the next Blog Academy workshops happening and can we get involved? Are we too late? No, you are not too late. We can always squeeze people in. I'm going to Australia, which is very exciting. I went last year and it was amazing. I fly out on Monday and then the 29th and 30th, we're in Sydney. Then we go to Melbourne and we're teaching in Melbourne. And then we go to Auckland and we teach in Auckland on the 6th and 7th. So it's a very busy trip. Wow, that's tight. Good luck with your jet lag. Have some melatonin. That's my (laughs) recommendation. Because that flight is brutal. I've done it a lot of times now and you come off that flight. (laughs) feel like a zombie person. A zombie person. You can't really complain. You know, I'm getting to fly to Australia to do a job that I love so I can't really complain but yes it is brutal. 
She'll be perky and wonderful, I have no doubt. Kat, do you listen to podcasts? Um, a couple. Um, I really like Jess Lively's podcast. I think she puts it out on a Tuesday and she generally interviews someone and it's a, it's more about like business and living your life with intention and stuff. And it's not a podcast, it's videos, but I really love all Marie Forleo's videos. Oh, me too. She puts them out on a Tuesday too, actually. Marie TV. Yeah. She's amazing. Actually, if anyone is an aspiring business person or just aspiring to be a, a happier, more, I don't know, free thinking person i think marie is certainly someone you should hook up with kat it's been amazing talking to you we'll be talking to you again in early january about the launch of your very own magazine (laughs) i had to say (laughs) it was my excited i had well that was my excited weird excited voice not to freak (laughs) anyone out but i am excited for you because bloody hell what a achievement so we're very much looking forward to hearing that episode and uh thanks so much for being on the save the date wedding podcast well thank you for having me I told a lie earlier on saying that I would always be a brunette. I've had lots of things done to my hair over the years. I think I would really love to have brightly colored hair like Kat. Check her out. If you haven't seen a photo of Kat, she owns it. She really does. And uh, as she said, she's she's actually had pink hair for a long time and she's recently gone to blue and mm, it looks good. Girl looks good. Girl owns it. As always, all the information that Kat said today will be on the show notes at savethedatepodcast.com. You'll see them right there, smack bang, in the front of the page. And I'll be back on Thursday this week with another bonus episode. Thank you so much for sending in your questions. They have been really fun reading through them and deciding which ones I'm going to be using on the show. If you listened to last week's bonus episode, you'll uh, know about a conundrum that I discussed from a a listener, Mel in Chiswick, uh, who had a bit of a problem. Her friend didn't like her engagement ring. And Melanie wrote to me and asked, If her friend should have the ring melted down or magically redesigned when they purchase their wedding rings. And I really struggled with the answer of this one because I think it's actually, I don't know. I, again, look at, listen to me. I'm really worried about giving her the wrong advice. So I did ask Kat her advice and I will play that in on Thursday in the bonus episode. If you do have questions that you would like me to answer or one of my guest bloggers to answer, I always like putting your questions to them. Hit me up on the website, savethedatepodcast.com slash contact, send it through and I will get it out. If your question is answered on the podcast, I will also send you a Kindle copy of my book, Smart Wedding, absolutely free. If you like the show, I can't encourage you enough to subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. I don't want to get too technical here, but the more you rate and subscribe, the more people get to see the show. And that has a wonderful knock-on effect to getting awesome guests like Kat on to share all their wonderful knowledge and information with you for free. So thank you so much again, loyal listeners, new listeners. I will talk to you again on Thursday. Save the date, save money, and save your sanity with the Save the Date Wedding Podcast.